I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Amicus is a show about the rule of law, the law, and the nine Supreme Court justices who interpret it for the rest of America. Host Dahlia Lithwick takes a deep look at the U.S. justice system and our democracy, diving into topics like the impeachment process, voting rights, civil rights, and this term's blockbuster Supreme Court docket. Most recently, she went back to where one of the most influential legal careers in U.S. history began, Harvard Law School, September 1956. She talks to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her female classmates about how they influenced her then and now. Subscribe to Amicus wherever you listen. This episode of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Care Of. If you've been listening, you've heard all about my Care Of journey. Started by me taking the Care Of online quiz to figure out what vitamins and supplements are right for me. And I've now been using all the Care Of products I received for about a month. I have to say, I highly recommend doing this for yourself. I've never been very good about taking my vitamins regularly, but because Care-ofs come in these nice packets, I find it really easy to take them every day and I really am feeling great. Care-ofs products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. They're super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every product, which is important to me. I wanna know what I'm putting in my body. Check it out for yourself. Go to TakeCareOf.com and use the code Encyclopedia for 50% off your first Care Of order. That's TakeCareOf.com and use the code Encyclopedia for 50% off, 50% off your order. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about the Queen of Tejano, La Reina de Tex-Mex. A magnetic performer, she began her professional career at just 11 years old, breaking gender and cultural barriers to become a Latinx icon. Let's talk about Selena. Selena Quintanilla was born on April 16, 1971, in Lake Jackson, Texas. Her father, Abraham, was a former musician. By the time Selena was six, her inherent musical abilities were clear. Her father later said, her timing, her pitch were perfect. I could see it from day one. In 1981, when Selena was 10, her father opened Papagayo's, a Tex-Mex restaurant. Selena often performed there, backed by her siblings, Abraham III, known as A.B., on bass guitar, and Suzette on drums. But after just a year of business, a recession hit Texas and Papagayo's was forced to close. The family went bankrupt and lost their home, eventually resettling in Corpus Christi, Texas. To support themselves and their parents, Selena and her siblings became Selena y los Dinos, a Tejano band. Tejano music is a genre that blends Mexican-Spanish vocal traditions and German and Czech rhythms and melodies. When Selena began performing it in the 1980s, Tejano was a regional, male-dominated landscape. Selena y los Dinos played everywhere they could, on street corners and at fairs, weddings, and quinceañeras. As Selena's career began to take off, her teachers became increasingly concerned about the effect of late-night performances on her academics. Angry at what he considered to be an overstepping of bounds, Selena's father pulled her out of school in eighth grade. In 1984, 
after years of touring in a refurbished bus named Big Bertha, Selena y Los Dinos recorded their first album for Freddie Records. Selena, at just 13 years old, had grown up speaking English. She learned Spanish phonetically through the lyrics of her songs. By 1988, Selena had recorded five more LPs, Alpha, Munequito de Trapo, and the winner is Preciosa and Dulce Amor. She was often turned away by venues because of both her age and her gender. Her father, Abraham, was often told that a female-led Tejano band would never be commercially successful. But in 1987, Selena won Female Vocalist of the Year at the Tejano Music Awards. She would go on to win it for nine more consecutive years. Following a performance at the Tejano Awards two years later, Selena was offered two contracts, one from Sony Music Latin and one from the newly formed EMI Latin Records. She went with EMI Latin Records with the hopes of recording a crossover album. First, she was told she would need to build a bigger fan base. Over the next three years, Selena recorded two studio albums. She fell in love and eloped with her guitarist, Chris Perez, and she became professionally involved with Yolanda Saldivar, a registered nurse who founded the Selena Fan Club after attending a concert. In 1992, Selena released what became known as her breakout album, though technically it was her ninth record, Entre a Mi Mundo, which sat at number one on the Billboard Regional Mexican Albums chart for eight months. Selena became the biggest Tejano act in Mexico. Despite her Mexican-American status and her limited Spanish, Selena was hailed as an artist of the people by the Mexican media. Across the border, her flashy costumes and her dance moves earned her the nickname Mexican Madonna. Everywhere, everyone could agree, Selena was the queen of Tejano. In 1993, Selena became the first female Tejano artist to bring home a Grammy for Best Mexican-American Album. In 1994, Entre a Mi Mundo became the second best-selling regional Mexican album of all time. That same year, in 1994, Selena ventured into fashion. The family turned once again to Yolanda Saldivar, the Selena fan club president. Yolanda began managing two of Selena's Texas-based boutiques, becoming a trusted friend. By 1995, Selena was at the height of her career. Her fourth studio album, Amor Prohibido, hit number one on Billboard's top Latin albums. That February, she performed a sold-out concert at the Houston Astrodome. Selena had also finally begun working on her crossover album after being deemed by some outlets as bigger than Tejano itself. But after complaints from both employees and fans, it became clear that Yolanda had been embezzling money from both the boutiques and the fan club. When asked to hand over a number of business documents, Yolanda delayed, saying that she'd been assaulted in Mexico. Selena went to confront Yolanda at a local motel. Yolanda pulled a gun from her bag, shooting Selena in the back as she tried to leave the room. Selena managed to stumble down the hallway to the lobby before collapsing. The bullet had severed a major artery. Selena died at just 23 years old. By the time Yolanda was apprehended after a nine-hour standoff with police, 
hundreds of fans had gathered to watch her arrest, with many crying as she was led into the police cruiser. Selena's funeral drew 60,000 mourners. Her birthday, April 16th, was officially named Selena Day in Texas. Her final album, Dreaming of You, was released posthumously. It hit number one on the Billboard Top 200, becoming the first Spanish-language album to do so. A few years later, Jennifer Lopez played Selena in a movie about her life, becoming the first Latina actress to make a million dollars for a film. When MAC Cosmetics released a Selena-inspired makeup line in 2016, it became the best-selling celebrity cosmetics collection in history. Like so many other figures who died too young, Marilyn Monroe, or Tupac, or Kurt Cobain, Selena's death solidified her position in the pop culture pantheon. All month, we're talking about musicians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Encyclopedia Womanica. And follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. If you like the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you on Monday.